0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Black Space. My name is Lexi and today I'm joined by my friend Diamond and we're going to be talking about his experience as a student athlete as well as a psych major at a PWI. So Diamond, do you want to talk a little bit about yourself?
1: Uh, Well, right now I'm 22, um, junior at UCLA studying psychology and playing a little bit of football.
0: Let's talk about your experience as a student athlete right where do you want to begin do you want to talk about the stress associated with it
1: uh do yeah, we, can. Not, we do can you think it's um, not stressful <laughs> shoot it's not stressful it, it's pretty stressful honestly um i feel like the main key to being successful is finding healthy ways to deal with that stress mm-hmm. and to not let that become the main focus of your daily life and to not let that deter you from what your real goals are as a student athlete and trying to perform at your best on the field and in the classroom. So finding ways to cope with that stress in a healthy way to where it allows you the optimal energy and focus on what you're trying to accomplish.
0: Do you have any like specific coping tips that you would recommend?
1: Um, finding a way to get away, finding a way to have like have a few friends outside of the team. Mm-hmm. just so that it's not always just that same thing every single day and your life depends on your relationships on this team like you have, like you're more than just a student you're more than just an athlete like you're a human being amongst all those other things that you're trying to accomplish so being able to step away from it and step back into it and knowing that this isn't only who I am I'm much more than that you know
0: Mm-hmm. that's a a good way to look at it um mental health with student athletes
1: right
0: have you or maybe like people you've been around or maybe people you've heard of um dealt with any mental issues throughout the season i know about like 10 to 15 percent of student athletes experience some kind of um psychological issue that warrants counseling right also you know the stress of being an athlete meeting certain like weight crit- um, weight criterias having to maintain a certain gpa there's like a lot of stuff that can like lead you to mental illness if you don't have like the right support system around you i know you know playing bad in a game can really take a toll on you as well do so yeah. you want to talk about that
1: definitely you said it was only 10 to 15 percent
0: yeah i'm pretty sure 10-15 percent Higher. Like it probably
1: I, is I higher. it's probably 10 to 15 percent of like who actually registers and says like that I'm feeling this but it's mm-hmm. potentially more than that just because of how hard it is to speak up about mental mm-hmm. illnesses especially in in football for one it's, it's a tough guy's sport mm-hmm. um, you're not supposed to show weakness especially on the field you can't show physical or emotional weakness you have a bad play you just line back up and do it again you know you don't you can't like hang your shoulders or else it shows like it gives hope and it shows a sign to the other team like they're out of it um and it makes them want to press harder so there's always that voice in the back of your head like don't show any weakness Mm. you know and that that goes even into practices and into games if you're if you're physically injured like they're not going to say go take your time and like recover like they're going to say push through back on the field push through and they like they just want you on the field and want you out there competing um which is understandable because like we're trying to win trying to win games but at the same time like it's it's bigger than the game outside of that we're still human beings we Mm -hmm. still have emotions we still have physical ailments that need time to heal
0: yeah That's kind of like a parallel between like the sports community and the black community too especially for like black males when it comes to um asking for help or even enrolling in right. therapy a lot of the times they're clowned <laughs> i always talk about how for some reason people think therapy is a, a gay thing <laughs> i don't understand how therapy can be a gay thing
1: yeah but. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't get that i wouldn't call it a gay <laughs> thing like, I i've heard things like it's a rich person thing, or yeah. it's a white thing, mm-hmm. or it's a weak thing. They call it like a shrink, yeah, um, stuff like that. I don't know what that is. like, where that name even came from. That'd be interesting okay. to look up. I think but, um, because people
0: think it's like a, like a pseudoscience. Yeah. Like it's fake. Like oh, you don't need, you don't need psychology. Yeah. But. Uh-
1: <laughs> like you okay. might, I don't know. I try and see it from both sides of the coin. Like you might not need psychology, but you definitely need, like mental support Mm -hmm. and um there's that's the goal of psychology and a lot of people see that as stigmatized so they're like they just think i I don't even know what they're thinking i see the importance of it and how it helps to really break down barriers like yes you can do it on your own if you're willing to do that if you're willing Mm -hmm. to get down to the nitty-gritty of your own um psyche and say like these are the issues that i'm dealing with these are the ways that i'm coping but most people don't want to do that like it's not comfortable it's not easy to like just break down and get real with yourself yeah so it's nice having kind of a guide to help you through that uh, mental space um, but it's definitely stigmatized and looked down upon in ways that I don't really understand because having the best mental state will definitely help you in any avenue of life. Yeah. Whether that's, like, with the family, whether it's with your friends, whether it's in your business or in your sport, whatever goal you're trying to achieve, having a clear headspace and not thinking about all these other issues that are nagging behind that you're not trying to deal with, like, that would promote success in any field. hmm So I don't see it as, like, a shrink. I see it as, like, a a, a, a grow a growing mechanism and something that helps you to grow as as a person in whatever avenue that you're trying to go down.
0: Yeah, I think going back to um, having it be stigmatized specifically in football, football is such like a masculine sport. Right. And I feel like vulnerability isn't necessarily associated with, like, being masculine because, like, gender stereotypes exist and stuff like that. So it's just just so frowned upon because it's, like, a hyper-masculine sport, too. Like, you're literally hitting people. Yeah. And, like, fighting for a ball. (laughs) So... (laughs)
1: Definitely, yeah, and I think that that plays a big deal out of it. Like I was saying before, we're supposed to be the tough guys. And there's always a signal like real men don't cry, stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. All types of little sayings that are programmed into us since birth. Since birth, pretty much. For as long as I can remember, people have said stuff like that to me, told me not to cry over things. but humans do. Mm-hmm. You, know? and you all experience emotion. Yeah. <laughs> as much as we want to run away from it, it's a fact of our life. And I think that the sooner that we deal with it, the better off we'll be individually and as a society.
0: Mhm. Um. Finances and being a student athlete. You don't oh. get paid.
1: Mm. We, get, we get a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's better than how it was in the past. But definitely not... In my opinion, not equivalent to the work that we put in. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I can go on for a while about that.
0: I always advocate for student-athletes getting paid. I appreciate that, yeah. Because <laughs> you're in class full-time. Mm-hmm. You're also in practice. I feel like you wouldn't even have time if you needed money to get a job. No, we we can. It's not you encouraged would, to get yeah. a job. And, so, you know, sometimes people run low. Like, I know at my school... Um, athletes would call in all the time saying they ran through their meal plan I don't know how they necessarily went about that I think depending on what sport they played they probably took care of it real quick right. but um, you know it costs money to like get a haircut oh, sure. <laughs> it costs money to like wash yourself you know right. I don't think they're taking into consideration all the necessities that are needed to one help yourself the time that you're putting in to get them money right but
1: yeah i feel like a lot of times they're trying to give us the bare minimum Mm
0: -hmm. because
1: it is a business they're trying to make the most money for themselves at the top which i mean that's a whole other discussion but the they give the bare minimum to their players while their players are expected to give the maximum amount of effort the maximum amount of their time And the maximum amount of their energy um, Mm -hmm. on a daily basis. Uh, Being up at unreasonable hours, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you have to go to bed a lot earlier. You don't get to hang out with people and be a normal student. Like, they treat you as a professional, but they don't pay you. Yeah. So it's definitely hard. Like, that's such a simple word to (laughs) to use for what's happening. But it's a a burden. It's a struggle. It's... A lot, and I think that what keeps guys in it is the hopes for something better. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what definitely keeps me in it. Hopes for the NFL, hopes for a better opportunity for my life and for my family. Um, at the same time, there's so many guys who don't make it to that, mm-hmm. and so they spend all their time chasing it but then not getting rewarded for it um, in the short term. Like, for sure, that's a A long time like a long-term payout once you reach it once you reach that point of making it to the NFL or making it into a big Mm -hmm. business or something like that but for everyone that doesn't make it there it seems like they put in so much work but don't have anything to show for it
0: going back to the social aspect do you think like you were able to have a normal social life as a college athlete Like, do you think you were able to like you know go out there make friends outside of the team interact with different people um, or was it like really like you put an effort to do that
1: it's yeah you don't have to put in effort I feel like to make friends because you're you're immediately popular mm-hmm. not just like you as a person but just more so your status being mm-hmm. a football player like they might not even know you but they like as a person but they know what you do um, so it's easy to go meet someone and say hello a lot of people are willing to talk to you but like the fact that the amount of time that you're putting into other places, you off- I feel like I often don't have the energy or the time to go out and hang out with other people mm-hmm. and meet um, other students. I'll meet them in class and stuff like that, but being an athlete and having to be up early, there's a lot of times where I have to tell people, no, I can't hang out with you. No, mm-hmm. I can't go out to dinner with you. I know I can't do these other things. I need to be in bed. Yeah. Um, when the night's just getting started, it <laughs> seems like, but... Um, yeah, that, that's definitely something that is taught to us also is that you're not going to be, as soon as you get here, they start telling you you're not a regular person anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's fed to us since freshman year. You're like, you're gonna have to do things that regular people don't do. And so a lot of people buy in, you know, and it's not, it's not, it's not an easy thing to buy into like i was saying before there's no guaranteed reward at the end so you buy into this not being a regular person not associating yourselves with other students and stuff like that but at the end of the day if you don't make it to the place that you're trying to go then it's almost like you wasted a lot of time here Mm -hmm. closing yourself off and staying focused on one plan that is almost like winning the lottery so
0: yeah because i know like for me my college experience like having that time to be social and like Um, look for different groups that had similar interests to me allowed me to, like, form who I am as a person. Right. Because, like, you've known me from high school. Right. I'm a completely different person... Now. ...now (laughs) than I was in high school. And I feel like, you know, having that time to just meet different people that, like, contributed to my beliefs or even forced me to become stronger when I believe in, you know, like, debating and stuff. You meet all different people in college. And then also... Just, like, being around human contact, too. Like, humans like being around people, especially the black community. Like, there's such a, hence the term, community. That's how we all refer to ourselves. Right. Um, It's just so important to have, like, human interaction. I feel like you're, like, robbed of that, in a sense. But, again, you talk about, like, you know, the greater payout at the end of the day.
1: Right. And that's really what keeps you focused and keeps you in the game. Mm It's just looking forward, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So,
0: <laughs> so s- s- now, going down the list, stereotypes of being an athlete, do you want to talk about that?
1: You're spoiled. <laughs> Number one thing I hear, oh, uh, athletes are so spoiled, you get you get food. <laughs> I'm like, that, that one cracks me up, it's like, oh, you're so spoiled, you get to eat, like, okay, that's like a basic necessity yeah. of life. <laughs> you're spoiled yeah. because you're eating it's not even an altruistic thing that they give us food. They give us food so that we're not starving, only so that we can be better on the field.
0: Yeah. And like maintain certain like body composition M- maintain and certain stuff. weights and stuff yeah. like
1: that. So they give you good food because if they gave us McDonald's, they wouldn't win games. No. So um I I'm definitely grateful for the fact that we get food because I mean that would be damn near impossible to be a college athlete playing football with yeah you would no die food in your system you yeah. would die
0: um some things i've heard is on uh, deadline extensions what else taking um like remedial classes in college or like purposely giving you like the easy professor and stuff like that do you want to talk about that Because I feel like there's, like, a stigma associated with, like, student athletes that they're not necessarily, like, as smart as everyone else. Or they're just kind of, like, not interested in the class. They have no passion for what they're doing. They just, like, took the easy major to um, stay in their division.
1: That's, yeah. (laughs) Um,
0: Go off.
1: (laughs) It happens a lot. Mm -hmm. I wish I could say that it didn't happen. But I can say that it's not always the player's choice. Um, There's about three majors I think the majority of players are in. I'm the only psychology major that's actually in the major. I think there might be one other. Um, But everyone else is filtered into very simple majors like Afro-Am Studies Mm -hmm. and Sociology, which, I mean, it's really hard to get a worthwhile job coming from, or History, that's another one. Um, unless you're about to be a history teacher, I don't think that that's gonna help you no. in the real world. Um, but we take a lot of players are forced to take those classes because of the scheduling. It's an easier workload, um, and they're shunned away from engineering majors or becoming a nurse or anything that might be written on like a <laughs> kindergarten. What do you want to be when you grow <laughs> up? Paper like you, you, they, they're f- they forfeit that opportunity pretty much to be a collegiate athlete so I know for for students who aren't athletes as well it's like oh we wanted to take this easy course and amount that all these athletes are in this easy GE mm-hmm. but at the end of the day like that's not actually helping us towards a job yeah or being a productive member of society um, and it's only for the GEs. Like once they get into their major, they don't even see us. <laughs> like mm-hmm. <laughs> once you get into your engineering major, like the athletes are non-existent. So um, I don't. I don't think that that is so much as a, a of a benefit that we take a lot of easier courses.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think a lot of guys want to challenge themselves and take harder courses. I was one of them. But they're um, being discouraged. Definitely discouraged, and it's hard for me to take a lot of classes even in my major because of timing and scheduling i can't take 8 a.m because i have practice i can't mm-hmm. take other classes because it's in the middle of our training so it's like makes it pretty difficult to even get a major for one but then get work one that's worthwhile and something that you're actually interested in is almost impossible
0: yeah and i point. feel like that scheduling area kind of like restricts you from exploring what you want because like my school um we had like all like a different like like, a wide variety of like psych classes Mm -hmm. so i was able to like choose what i wanted to focus on so my route was oh my god (laughs) 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 my route was more the just keep going just keep going (laughs) my route was more the um clinical psych route so i took like um abnormal psych classes i've learned about lifespan development um i wasn't necessarily restricted what I had to do right. so I feel like maybe the classes that are available to you like are you taking them because you're interested in them or are you taking them because like they um, fit in your schedule a
1: mixture of the two, two? Um, there's some that I wanted to take even this past quarter that I couldn't take mm-hmm. because it was outside of our schedule but within what is in my schedule I do want to choose the ones that are most interesting mm-hmm. to me and what I'm trying to get into it's like in, in the like, psych field
0: yeah because I feel like um if you wanted to, like, go on to grad school, there's certain classes that you have to take. Right. Like, for clinical psych, you have to take abnormal psychology. You have to take life, um, lifespan. You have to take cognition, mm-hmm. classes like that. Um, and if you don't have that opportunity, that's, like, another year at your school you're going to have to take. Or maybe go off to, like, a community college. But that's right. still, like, more money you're wasting. Exactly. So it's, like, kind of, like, fine-tuning your career path, but, like, the wrong way. So you're, like, forced into something that you necessarily don't want to do.
1: Yeah. Which is what happens with a lot of guys. Like, that's... Mm-hmm. I told you there before, there's only about three majors that we're actually in. And I can guarantee none of them were... Like, none of these guys were like, I want to be that major. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, this is easier, so I can keep it with my football schedule. Um, but it's not nothing that is really fulfilling.
0: Now, um going back to mental wellness, do you have, like, any tips out there for, like, staying sane as, like, a college or student-athlete?
1: Don't be too hard on yourself. Um, It's a bigger system than just you. Um, Definitely push yourself to be the best athlete that you can be and the best student that you can be in all aspects of it, but oftentimes your work will go unrecognized and you can put in all the work that you want but you can't force someone to recognize mm-hmm. um, your abilities and you know you're your, like who you are so really it's just the, for me what keeps me going is like the hope that one day somebody will recognize everything that i'm all the work that i'm putting in and mm-hmm. everything that i'm trying to accomplish and that it will be meaningful and it'll 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 be right for whatever situation that I get into. Like, I'll be able to help. I'll be able to do something of meaning. Um, And until then, it's just kind of, keep growing. Mm -hmm. There's a quote, like, I'll prepare myself and when opportunity comes, I'll be ready. So it's just not losing hope because it does eventually come. Um, Never sure when and what avenue what direction it's going to come from but just staying on alert staying positive and staying willing to work
0: Mm -hmm. um are you able you feel like to separate like football you versus like regular you because i don't like in high school i used to box so like boxing lexi was a completely different Lexi than, like, everyday Lexi. Right, right. But, like, I did that for, like, a small period of time. You know, high school, at least for me, wasn't that hard academically. (laughs) Um, So, like, it didn't affect me. I also was playing, I was boxing for fun. It wasn't, like, anything to gain Mm -hmm. or lose, so. But, like, you was a completely different thing. Like, this is.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's almost like my livelihood, so that definitely makes it hard because it's, like, this is what you're putting, this is what I'm putting everything that I have into. And so when it's not going well, it's easy for me to be like, to get really down on myself, just cause it's like, sometimes I'll feel like if I'm not performing, it's a reflection on me as a person, mm-hmm. when it could be something as simple as like an injury or something else that's holding me back, like time conflicts, all types of variables that I'm uh, I don't necessarily, I can't necessarily control right in the moment but still affects how i would view myself so that that's another thing that i would say like having a life outside of football We i started with that like, just having friends outside of football so you know like this isn't the only person that i am mm-hmm. you know um so you have a bad game and you know you, some of your teammates are kind of upset with you your coaches are upset with you it's you know don't don't run away from that don't i'm not saying to like go to those other friends to like shy away from the bigger issues mm-hmm. um but it's it's definitely beneficial to know that this like that that's so like just a lofty, like it sounds all fluffy, like this isn't who I am. Like <laughs> it's like it's I, I'm more than yeah, just an athlete, you know. Like mm-hmm. there's more to my mind, there's more things that I want to do in the world and that I wanna do to help other people than just toss a ball around. Yeah. You
0: know? Um going back to um, your experience at a, psych, um, at a PWI as a psych major.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now we're going to talk about the question we talked about earlier. <laughs> Do you feel like um, a cultural competency existed in your apartment? So like you felt like they were like culturally aware of, um, you know, different races other than what we were saying earlier, like the weird population.
1: Right. Uh, I haven't had anything that's made me believe that they're culturally insensitive Mm -hmm. towards any race like i think ucla is very progressive in the sense that they're trying to be Mm all-inclusive whether it's about race gender sexual orientation anything like that Um, even even religion like a lot of us uh, or a lot of people at ucla aren't religious but i haven't seen a lot of people just like straight bashing religion Mm -hmm. um
0: it's more like the spirituality thing I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. A
1: lot of people are like mm-hmm. that. A lot of like a lot of people just accept it. They will accept people for who they are, and that there's differences amongst people. Um, but there hasn't been anything that's shown me that they are not like culturally sensitive, but like really are aware of how prevalent racism and other cultural issues are today. Mm-hmm. Like they're not not promoting it <laughs> per se but it seems like they're more neutral and accepting towards whatever happens but not exactly trying to work towards solutions towards racial inequalities
0: yeah that's really problematic because the goal of this institution is to like educate people to you know stay within their major so the goal of like the psych department is to have you be like psychologists have you be um you know researchers in the field like they're raising you up to be like the next generation per se and i feel like if you are going to be let's say a therapist and you're not culturally aware that like black adolescent males have like the highest suicide rate or that you know depression manifests itself differently in the black community or even um culturally competent in the way that religion is so intertwined and the black community and you're not educated on different um different biblical stories per se mm. so like you know sometimes people will come in being like oh you have like the spirit of jazz Bell. you're like promiscuous all these things if you're a therapist that's not culturally competent and someone comes in saying they have a spirit of jazz ball at them you're gonna look at them like why are you in my office you shouldn't <laughs> you should be in an asylum yeah. <laughs> which is not good because there's like um I always forget the name, but there's, like, all these, like, um, culturally relevant things that they teach us. Like, do they tell you about, like, I forgot what it was called, but there's, like, one Japanese, um, mental illness that it's, like, you have a fear of, like, your nipples falling off. Wow. So, like, that's something, like, they would tell you about. Psychology's so, like, quick to, to, like, educate us about those things and, like, cultures that, um... You know exist within the United States specifically but when it comes to the black community they don't want to adapt you get what I'm saying right. like they don't want to incorporate that spiritual part yeah if, if you're not making others aware it's really hard to have someone that's like well-rounded in that field and I also felt like specifically in my experience but I'm talked to like other people um, that went to PWI's I was forced to be my own activist So like I wasn't taught these things that affect us, you know? I had to go off and like learn about it myself or I had conversations with like other black professors or even in like um, my African-American studies courses, that's where I became the most socially aware of the issues that were um, affecting my community. And I feel like that's something that students shouldn't have to do because you already have so much pressure on yourself as a student And on top of that, you know, with your layer as, like, an athlete, and I feel like especially freshman year, people just are like sponges. They just, like, suck up whatever the professor says, and they don't, um, they're afraid to speak out. Right. So if you're someone that's not educated on, like, a certain culture, like, I had a professor tell everyone in class that all Native American babies are born with shaking baby syndrome. And mm. that's not accurate. Right. So you're a freshman in that class and you're like, oh, this is true. I'm going to write it down. <laughs> it's like,
1: I'm just trying to pass yeah. class, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. Whatever you say. So it
0: becomes problematic and it just completely sets your growth as you and your profession. And it just harms the populations that you're going to be serving. Right. Because not not everyone has access to a black therapist. Like, in the Valley, there are none. <laughs> there yeah. are no black therapists in the Valley. <laughs> If you're a black therapist, come to the valley, please, because people will see you. We need you. We need you. But so many issues with that. Yeah. But mm, okay.
1: Seems like you can rant on that one. Oh, for I, a I
0: always rant when it comes to just <laughs> just institutions in general just do not keep up. And it's so frustrating for for me to get a quality education that's actually going to help me. I have to go to HBCU. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that shouldn't be the case. But then again, you shouldn't... I had a whole debate on this a while ago, but we had that debate where it was like, should white professors be held accountable for um, teaching black history was a question. But I guess this case would be like um, black psychology. Mm-hmm. I feel like if they took the time to be one, culture competent, yeah. and then two, maybe just like small bits of information that you can accurate information that you can make someone aware of that would be so beneficial definitely just like opening it up a little bit it doesn't have to be like you don't have to know like the whole history of black psychology I highly doubt you're going to take the time to do that most uh, professors barely know the history of psychology (laughs) and that's an even more racist topic but
1: (sighs) (laughs) Uh. Um, in order to educate students are the first they the professors have to know and they have to educate themselves mm-hmm. um, but in psychology the only the most of the studies come from the weird population for people who don't know it's an acronym standing for white educated industrialized rich and democratic um and that's a very small sample of what not even a sample but just a small portion of America as a whole. like it, It's not the actual whole, but it's a select few um, individuals. So to use that information and try and generalize it to the masses of the people who come from literally all over the world, from Africa, India, and all mm-hmm. types of Asian places, Native Americans, they have a completely different expe- per- perspective um, than the population that they studied. So for th- professors to try and teach psychology and based off the studies that we have and say that these are generalized to all people and to promote that as the facts is it, it's false and it's pretty it's wrong it's ignorant and there should be a lot more inclusive studies before you can say that this is how humans are
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know like this is the way people respond to this maybe one person from a rich neighborhood might respond to it differently than Mm -hmm. someone from a poor neighborhood someone that's black is going to respond differently from someone that's white someone straight different than someone that's gay like it's it's a lot more factors involved in humans than what we've studied so far Mm -hmm. and what we're trying to educate the people on that's a
0: good answer (laughs)
1: I <laughs> appreciate it.
0: Okay. Any uh, final words, final thoughts? You can give him an update. Any uh, things to look out for? <laughs> Shout outs if you want.
1: Shout out my mixtape.
0: If you want, you can. Shout could. out my mixtape. Um, I have a friend. <laughs> Shout out McKean. Hey. Every every podcast he's on, hey, I say up, he's single, ladies. <laughs> he listens to Smino. Y'all know what that means. Y'all Yo, you know what that means. So. I always shout out McKean. So if, you want, <laughs> if, you want to, if you want to plug your Instagram, go ahead.
1: Nah, nah, nah. We're good on that. <laughs> I love you, McKean. Thanks <laughs> okay. for having me on here. Thank this you for fun.
0: coming. Okay. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, merch will be shipped out by the time this is out. What? And I know, right? Cop and then <laughs> then um, the official drop will be July 1st.
1: Mark your calendars.
0: Yes, please do. A portion of that will be used to fund a black space scholarship later on in the future so i can send one of us to school or at least help us at least help us you know eventually you know i hope i get enough money to send a lot of us to school but that's the plan right now focusing on one person um thank you so much again for tuning in and remember to stay liberated